Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of Navigating the Modern World. Hi guys, it has been about a month since I've made a podcast. Um, It's been very busy over here and I'm actually leaving to go on vacation tomorrow and so I carved out a little bit of time to make a podcast. And I wasn't quite sure what the podcast would be about and like always it tends to be some sort of reflection from what I'm experiencing or what I'm seeing being experienced in the world around me. So today's episode is going to be about strong emotion and how to not react, but to actually get curious. So for me, Um, I am a feeling person, so I experience a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion. And whenever I'm experiencing intense emotion or intense feeling, I tend to get lost inside of it. I tend to no longer be able to find my way. And so I want to talk about this because... So the science behind emotion is that it actually takes a minute and a half, so 90 seconds for emotion to arise in us and to actually like cycle through and be able to leave. But what ends up happening in our human experience is that an emotion or a feeling arises. So let's say anxiety or anger or frustration, or self-doubt, or feeling unworthiness, and it arises. And then what happens is thoughts begin to try to analyze and figure out why that emotion is arising. So we go into thinking mode. And what thinking mode does is it actually solidifies the emotion or the feeling. Instead of allowing it kind of the 90 seconds to just be, to just notice it, like anger's arising. Anger's arising. Oh, this is anger. Oh, this is frustration, right? So instead of being with what actually is right in front of us, the emotion that's arising, we pop up into our brain and we do this, you know, completely kind of subconsciously, we jump up into our brain to try to figure out why we're feeling the way we're feeling. And what it does is it solidifies. It's like, so if let's say we, you know, we have a pan of bacon grease um, and you know how if it's on the fire, 
it's really liquidy. So we can, we can deal with it. We can put it somewhere. We could recycle it. We could do, we could do a lot of things with grease when it's in that form. The second that we take it off the heat. So the second that we kind of like take it off the heat and we like walk away from it, it solidifies and it actually becomes harder to work with. And I, I really want to emphasize that we haven't been taught to do this. So there's nothing wrong with reacting. You know, a lot of times what we do is we react. So this is the other thing we do. We have an emotion and then we react to it. So we feel anger and then we, you know, lash out at someone. And then we go into our minds and we might try to figure out why we're doing that. But more than likely we go into our minds and we start beating ourselves up or we start blaming the other person, which is just another level of solidifying it and why this is important is because as human beings we will experience every emotion every single emotion that a human that every other human experiences so we're going to experience sadness we're going to experience joy we're going to experience failure or frustration we're going to experience success or elation we're actually going to experience it all and i think there's something i don't remember how many emotions there are but there's something like 350 or something that are that are actually like labeled out in the world Um, I think a psychologist is the one or a scientist or somebody labeled out all the emotions that a person experiences. And more than likely, we all, if we go down the list, we all experience most of them or have experienced most of them. Loss, gain. We really are whole entire humans. There's There's nothing wrong with anything that we experience. There's nothing wrong if anger arises. There's nothing wrong if unworthiness arises. The thing that becomes unskillful is what we do when they arise. And for me, most of my life has been reacting to it trying to figure out why I feel like something's wrong with me, trying to figure out why I do jerk things or why people do jerk things to me, right? Like it really is. It's like the second we experience it, we go into our minds and we could spend, we could spend hours trying to analyze it. We could spend days trying to analyze it, or we could spend years trying to analyze it. And I have done all three. I have spent entire years trying to figure out why people have treated me the way they have treated me. And it doesn't get me anywhere. And through seeing that, it doesn't actually comfort me. It doesn't, like, we can't actually ever figure out the thought. Like, we can't ever think about something to figure it out. We can't actually think about something enough to figure it out like emotionally, maybe in a math problem or something, but emotionally because there's nothing to figure out. 
there's nothing to figure out like the reality is is that you have emotion and it's going to arise and then if you sit with it long enough it will shift into another emotion and you can't take my word for it you've got to really practice being with whatever is directly in front of you and the other thing that i think is highly skillful for us as human beings is so one is the learning to just be with whatever emotion is arising and there are lots of ways to be with it and i want to suggest that instead of trying to analyze it in the mind that you actually experience the felt experience so you drop into your body and you say something like okay where is this anxiety residing and what does it feel like there's a story about the buddha um in relation to mara so mara was the buddha's it was like his negative self-talk in a sense it was like it could you know in christian in the christian realm it could be like the demons or the devil that um that tore him down or tried to get him to stop what he was doing or made him think negatively about himself um and that would be maybe in if we're talking about the devil maybe with jesus but in in buddhism buddha called it mara and mara even after the buddha was enlightened mara still came to visit him and what he said his practice was with mara is he would say hi mara i see you there so you know the intense emotion would arise the anger the upset the blame the disappointment, the hurt feelings, whatever it was, it would, it would arise and he would, he would acknowledge, hello, Mara, how are you? It's good to see you. And then he would then say, come in, let's have tea together. And as they sat and had tea, so as he sat with whatever was arising, he, just like a friend, kindly got curious about what was right in front of him. So if it was anger, he would say, hi, you know, hi, Mara, in the form of anger. Come, come inside, welcome, have tea with me. And then he would actually get curious, like, anger, what do you feel like in my body? And he would sit with whatever was until it shifted because it always shifts. So then maybe underneath anger was disappointment. Oh, I see you, disappointment. Welcome. What does disappointment feel like? What am I believing in this moment that's creating disappointment, right? We can begin asking questions. Same as if a good friend were sitting in front of you and your friend said that they were angry with you. You would say, oh, dear friend, you know, what made you angry? Oh, dear friend, I see you. I'm with you. We begin to treat our emotions kindly and with compassion. And... This is a practice we're going to forget. We're going to forget. And that's why it's called a practice. Meditation is a practice. 
And to begin to turn toward our strong emotions, you know, a few things can happen. One, they can dissipate. So we can, you know, say, hi, anxiety, I see you, come have tea with me. And we sit with, we close our eyes and we feel and we ask questions and we get curious about and we befriend, we turn toward and befriend that emotion. And so sometimes when we do that, they dissipate, they, they lessen, and we might quote unquote feel better, right? A new feeling or emotion will arise. Maybe it's peace of mind, maybe it's ease, maybe it's clarity, whatever it is. And the other thing that could happen is we could start feeling resistance or the, the feeling or the emotion could get bigger because we're actually giving it space to be there. And we spend, as human beings, we spend most of our time pushing down these intense emotions or hiding from them or distracting from them. So I want to say that if you begin practicing this and they begin to feel like they're getting bigger, I want to suggest that you be with that. That you say, okay, now I feel you in my whole body, you know, and you begin seeing and and feeling and sitting with your entire body oh, i feel it in my feet or i feel it in my chest my chest feels like it's slightly tightening my heartbeat is increasing my hands feel sweaty you begin you know you become embodied in the experience you begin getting curious and fully allowing yourself to feel it fully and i get the one thing that i truly get that happens a lot of time is that people, there's a fear of what's going to happen if you fully let yourself go there. And I want to say that you're going to have to practice it because I could tell you you're not going to die. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to be okay. But until you experience it, it's just someone telling you something. So in this moment, I want to reassure you that no matter the emotion, you know, I have sat through some really intense emotions around my divorce or around having herpes or around some of the unskillful actions that I've done in the world. And I've really sat with like the sadness of it or the anger of it. And I'm still alive to tell about it. And that the more that I sit with these strong feelings, um, the more that I can actually be with life. It's like an expanding versus a contracting. Most of us spend our entire lives contracting, contracting when strong things arise, contracting when um, hard things arise, when painful things arise. Um, there's, a, there's a Buddhist teacher that says that, you know, we, the Western culture is a pleasure-seeking culture. We only want to experience pleasure, and we will do everything in our power to try to make this so. And the thing about it is that we live in the delusion like that will ever happen. Being a human being means that we also experience the other side pain. And there's nothing wrong with that pain. You know, we have this idea that it's wrong or that it means that we're doing something wrong in our life or that we're in the wrong place in our life. And I want to suggest that once you just start labeling the emotion for what it is, we don't have to make up all these big stories about it. 
Like for me, one of the stories that I love to make up when something is feeling hard or, or I'm feeling pain is that I'm, I've done something wrong. I'm in the wrong place. I need to be somewhere else. If I lived somewhere else, it would be better. If, you know, if I was in a different relationship, it would be better. If I was thinner, it would be better, right? This constant seeking of something other than this moment must be better and I must be doing something wrong. And the more that I've sat with my strong emotion, the more that I realize, the more that I really realize that every moment is actually perfect as it is. And, you know, a key, a cue for me, and this might be a cue for you guys for when to begin really sitting and practice sitting with the emotion that's arising. Um, and there's an acronym that I'll give at the end of this talk um, that you can use, but um, is when you're in one of the, you know, one of the responses, the reactionary responses of, of a fear response. Um, and that is fight, flight, or f- flight, or sorry, fight, flight, or freeze. So if you're fighting, if you notice yourself fighting with somebody um, regularly, there's something there to sit with. If you notice that you always want to be somewhere else, you always want to be somewhere other than where you are, you always want to flee, there's something to sit with. Or if you notice that you're freezing, if you're shutting down, there's something to sit with. And you can just start with that, "Mm, I'm noticing I want to flee again. Sit with it, fleeing. Or I notice I'm wanting to fight again. Sit with it, fighting, fighting. And then maybe something else will arise. Anger, anger. And a beautiful practice even is as you label it. So you could say anger. And then you could actually bow to it. It's similar to like inviting it to tea. You bow to it and you say, hi, I see you there. And I I see that you've come and welcome. And an acronym that's used, it's been been being used about 20 years i think um is it's called the, it's the rain acronym r stands for recognize so you would recognize the emotion a stands stands for allowing it so you know bowing to it saying hi welcome the i is investigate it investigate it and that means once again not in the mind you're not You're not going to the mind investigating it there. You're going to the body. You're going inside yourself. Where are you feeling it? What's the embodied experience? And then the end is it's um, non-identified with it. But you have to do the other steps first because non-identification just happens. It doesn't happen by trying to not identify with it. It actually is a byproduct of recognizing it, allowing it, and investigating it. So the in the in kind of happens on its own as a byproduct of the other three steps. And I really want to offer this because I have been in crazy reaction lately. And in doing this practice, I've had some really eye-opening experiences, especially in the realm of relationship. And I want to just state for anybody who's being challenged in relationship and you want to blame everything on the other person, I'm going to say something really um, maybe not shocking to all, but maybe eye-opening for all, is that it's probably you. 
and I'm not saying this if like your partner's beating you, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about something massive like of that sort that would need other tools. But if you're finding yourself constantly frustrated with your partner or wanting to blame your partner for your unhappiness or getting annoyed with your partner, I want to suggest that it's you. There's something within you that's, that's like, so your partner does something and then in you arises annoyance in you arises frustration. And if something arises in you, I want to suggest it's for you to deal with. And this isn't only in romantic relationships. This is with family. This is with um, coworkers. This is with neighbors. It's with whoever. But if, if something is arising in you, there's always the opportunity to do your own work first. And that's the skillful thing to do. Do your own work. And through doing your own work, we find, we discover, we uncover skillful ways to be in the outer world. So let's say, you know, your partner is creating annoyance in you or frustration in you and you sit with it and you get really clear about what's going on. So instead of reacting when they're annoying you and you're like, God, do you have to keep doing that? Why are you doing that? Right? We, these ways that we react or shutting down or fleeing, like I'm out, peace, we're, we can't do this, right? The ways that we react, right? Um, so instead of doing that, if you really use rain and you turn within and you befriend, you invite, you invite the tough, the challenging and the tough feelings. You invite them in. You befriend them. My guess is, is that you will find more skillful ways for handling whatever is in front of you. So maybe it's, you know, like for me, after doing this work recently, I really could see what a jerk I had been being in my relationship. I really saw it. I wanted to blame my boyfriend. I wanted to say that, you know, the way he's being is creating me being this way. And and I even said that to him and it was hurtful for him. And when I began to actually sit with it, I really saw just what a jerk I was being. And it was all based in fear. Fear that I was going to be hurt again. Fear that something, you know, was not going to go my way, fear that I was putting all this energy into a relationship that may not work, all the, the layers upon layers, and I was seeing it all, and I was really, I really saw what a jerk I had been in the face of fear, you know, fear arising, and I'm just reacting to it, not even conscious that I'm reacting to it, just reacting, 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 and when I really sat down and was like, okay, what is going on? And I practiced rain. I really saw that I was being a jerk and I was able to skillfully go to him and say, man, I was being a jerk. I'm really sorry about that. That's not at all what I'm committed to. And I got to create something new with him. That's more true. Because what we do is we tend to just point fingers and blame out here because we don't want to deal with ourselves. I'm going to say it again. We tend to point fingers and blame things on the outer world. And it's always because we don't want to deal with ourselves. We don't want to have to look within. We don't want to have to look at how we act unskillfully. We don't want to have to take responsibility for how we are showing up. And what rain allows us to do what this practice of learning to be with our emotions and befriend our emotions allows us to do is when it allows us to get really clear about what's actually going on, what's happening, so that we can make skillful action instead of being reactive. 
But it also gives us room to be really compassionate with ourselves. To really get in touch with our humanity. Because as I started this podcast, we're all going to experience all emotion. There's something wrong with us if we get angry. There's nothing wrong with us if, if we feel unworthiness. There's nothing wrong. And it allows us to really see our humanity. And when we begin to see our own humanity, we are able to hold more in life. We're able to expand who we are and expand what we're able to hold in this lifetime. Like I said, it's less of a retraction, this like pushing away, distracting from what's hard and more of an expanding to holding all of life. And when we can hold all of our life, we begin to be able to hold more of other people's lives too. When people come to us and they're having a bad day or people come to us and they say things they don't mean and people come to us and they're angry, right? Like we begin to be able to expand even larger to hold others emotions and others just others other human beings we were able to hold them better and we remember in those moments that we belong to each other i belong to you and you belong to me and that is such a beautiful thing and if you got anything out of this podcast and you want to share please go over to itunes on your computer and rate and review and if you have anything else that you just want to share in general or ask questions you can email me you can go to my website kimberlycoaching.com and you can email me and i just wish all of you the most amazing day and i will talk to you all soon blessings blessings